Hello and welcome to the Sauk Valley Spotlight Podcast, where we shine a light on the people and places of the beautiful Sauk Valley. In each episode, we highlight the hidden gems and untold stories of local businesses, community leaders, and the people that call the Sauk Valley home. I'm your host, Drew Williams, and today I'm joined by Rich Cook. Rich, thanks for being here. Thanks, Drew. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate it. Hey, can you talk? just start by telling our listeners who you are, who do you love? Give us a snapshot. Okay. Um, I was born in Sterling Rock Falls. I, I've lived here all my life. I uh, went to Rock Falls High School. Mm. Um, actually uh, grew up with a single mom, no brothers, no sisters, uh, no father around, no help. Um, actually grew up in, uh, I know you're new to the area, but in this place called the Coloma Courts. Coloma mm. Courts is a, you know, it's a, a facility for you know, people that are on fixed incomes or, or, or whatever. Sure. My mom was never on a fixed income. She worked 40 hours a week, but she just made enough, you know, to, um, to be poor, but, but, but not enough to qualify for, for any help or anything. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, lived in the, the rough Coloma courts for 18 years, mm. um, over in Rock Falls and, um, went to Rock Falls high school, uh, then, Went to a tech school in the Quad Cities, uh, Hamilton Technical College. Uh, got an associate's degree and ended up working um, at a uh, mom and pop computer store mm. in uh, Sterling, Illinois. A unique computer, unique computer back in the '90s, like we were talking about. Sure. Uh, I mean, it, it, if you had a computer in Sterling Rock Falls, you bought it from Unique Computer. Wow. Yeah. So when I worked there, that I, I mean, I I was we touched nationals, Sterling Federal Bank. I mean, literally any business bought their computers from Rob. Sure. Um, so I worked there. Uh, uh, it was my first computer job. Um, and completely by accident. Um, my degree is in actually uh, electrical engineering, but mm. I was uh, playing in a band at the time. Mm. And the guitar player uh, always had cash. And uh, he worked at Unique Computer. And, okay. And he said, hey, uh, uh, until you get your real job, you should come at Unique. And I'm like, ah, computers, that, that's not where I want to go. Sure. And uh, it's where I went and stayed there for 27 years. Wow. Yeah. So after after Unique, uh, I got a job at Wall Clipper uh, as their network admin. Worked there for five years. Went to Northwestern Steel & Wire for more cash. Uh, Northwestern Steel and Wire then closed. Yeah. So as they were, you know, as things were, the writing was on the wall, things were getting bad. Um, I started applying around and I reached out to my old friends at Wall for references. And uh, they said, well, why don't you just come back? So mm. I came back to Wall for a while, uh, left Wall and then worked at a software development company okay. in, the quads, in the Quad Cities. Um, at that point, I, I I liked IT, um, but I hated um, just the corporate structure of, mm. of stuff, mm. and you know, um, I guess a bit of a, you know, I don't know, the rebel, you know, uh, uh, just stuff, uh, you know, like uh, like there was this kid that worked for me that had been at this company forever, mm. longer than anybody there, and they had assigned parking. And I got like the first spot, 
And I said, Steve should get the first spot. Mm -mm. He's the dude that's been here forever. Yeah. Why is that? Well, that's just the way cookie crumbles. I I just, yeah, I hate, I hate that. I hated, I hated that structure. Um, so as I was working there, um, I, I met a guy, um, through BMX racing, my, my youngest son races BMX. Okay. And, um, I met this guy at a, at a BMX camp and, uh, in Indiana, mm. he comes in and, you know, we're there for eight hours. So you just talk to the dads. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, this guy was from orange County and he, he did not look like he was from the Midwest or Indiana, you know, stuck out. Yeah. Yeah. His wife stuck out. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, so we started talking and, uh, and this guy was telling me that he, uh, he sold these earrings, like, you know, the plugs, the gauges, oh, okay. you know, those giant things mm-hmm, in, in mm-hmm. the ears. And this guy is as old as I am and as vanilla as I am. And I said, Oh yeah. He goes, yeah, I, I saw them online. I, I sell them on eBay. And I thought, Oh, okay. How's that going? You know, what year was this? Uh, this was 2014. Okay. So early ish in kind of online commerce space, but not too uh, early. Um, it, it, you know, I, I knew eBay, I, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I knew PCs of course. And actually I, back in my unique computer days, I was helping a family friend, uh, post his garage sale finds on eBay. Oh wow. Yeah. That had to be like the nineties. Like he had to find a place like an FTP site to post his, Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just e- to host it there. Yes. Just link it over. E- wow. eBay didn't have hosting. Yeah. So I'm very familiar with eBay. So when this guy said, yeah, I got this business. I'm selling earrings on eBay. I, I didn't put a lot of weight into that. Mm. Uh, and uh, I don't know if three months go by, I see the dude at another race. And I'm like, hey, Jake, how's, uh, how's the earring business? You know, kind of winking. And he's like, oh, killer. Killing it. I'm like, really? eBay? He goes, yeah, yeah. And I, I didn't know if he was full of crap yeah, or yanking not. Yanking your chain or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Uh, another couple of months go by, a couple of races go by. I see Jake. I go, hey, man, still selling that crap on eBay? And he goes, yeah, I think we're going to do a million bucks this year. Oh. So that was my exact reaction. I'm like, what? Yeah. Tell me everything. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so he did. Um, and uh, Jake showed me uh how to talk to overseas vendors how to um how to import Mm. how to appear that you're this giant enormous company when you're just a dude in a garage yeah um he turned me on to this to this whole new world and it 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 woke me up Mm. uh it it really did you know as a kid um me and my cousins used to sell uh, goldfish we mm. buy pregnant goldfish and, and sell goldfish back to the back to the pet store we'd try to uh buy hamsters and make babies and so you know so i've always been you've had that entrepreneurial that, streak I, I've, a little bit yeah um yeah i grew up poor yeah and i, I think that's the best stories mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. i did, i i had i didn't have any money i, I was hungry mm. you know yep i still am and that that's always stayed with me yeah um but somehow I slipped into that corporate world and they, you know, they just lull, you know, they lull you into this, I don't know, this like fog, you know, you go to work, mm. you get up, you go, you make enough money to be happy. Um, 
you want more, but you just but get, you don't have enough energy left at the end of the day. I, I don't yeah. know. You just get kind of uh, you just get kind of you just kind of fall in line. So mm. I, I met this dude Jake, man, and uh, it like woke me up. Wow. Um, so I started I started importing stuff like uh, like knock knock off uh, Monster Energy hats, you know, complete illegal stuff to sell on eBay. You know the fake sure, stuff, sure. yeah, like that. You know, yeah, that, yeah. That, that Los Angeles hat you get yeah, wearing. Yeah. Um, and I was selling a lot of it. Wow. And I was selling an awful lot of it. How did you choose like what items or what niche to be in and stuff like that? Well, Just... It's like you're queuing it up for me. Okay. It, that That's a great question. And I, I'll tell you, I, I was in IT for 27 years. I knew computers and I found some software where I, or it allowed you to look at eBay and find out exactly what's selling, what time of day, what color, what oh, size, wow. everything. So and, you were able to actually see what what product is moving right now. Exactly. And just jump in on that bandwagon. Find out what it's selling for, how much it's selling for, what colors, what sizes, and then go source it. Yeah. And I actually turned my business partner, who was a veteran at doing this, onto that software. Mm. So he was like, oh, this guy, you know? Yeah. Um, fast forward five years and eBay bought that company and silenced it. Yeah. <laughs> they got wise and they, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, I would use, uh, I would use the software and I would, I would, I was selling everything. Yeah. Just hats, tattoo ink, mm. uh, male testosterone, whatever was. Yeah. Just whatever was selling. Whatever jump was in moving. on that. Wow. And I, I, uh, I discovered this cremation jewelry was selling like crazy. Um, so I bought some cremation jewelry and uh, was selling it, selling mm. a lot of it. Still had my IT job, was shipping out product on my so lunch you, break. you were doing this while still working in the office and just like uh, doing the, you're doing the searches, finding the stuff you wanted to source. You would buy it, I'm assuming at wholesale, you know, stored in your garage or in your living room. Yes. And then just as people are buying it, you are the one man pack it, send it, ship it. Here's the tracking number kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. All on your free time as it were. Yeah. Free time at work. Yeah. 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 Uh, exactly. Selling it out of my garage and shipping it at lunchtime. Wow. At work. Um, and then it was primarily getting just this cremation jewelry. And, uh, you know, I had a day job, so I would just reinvest, reinvest and grow and grow this thing. Um, and it was getting really big. Mm. Um, and so I start- like, like, give me context. You know, I, I'm thinking in my mind, hey, uh, you, you buy a, a pack of 50 and you sell them until they're gone. But when you say big, what are we talking about? We're buying thousands of these. Like pallets worth. Not, not a pallet of, cre- you know, jewelry's. That's a pretty small, small, that's a pretty small footprint, but you can buy thousands of, mm. of cremation necklaces, uh, in, in a pretty small package. Yeah. Um, and then I started expanding past eBay, started selling on Etsy, mm-hmm. started selling on Amazon, started having Amazon do my fulfillment. Mm-hmm. So now I'm, I'm, you're not having to do the drop shipping at all. They're just, wow. Yeah. 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 Again, my very familiar with technology, very familiar with, so it was growing and growing and growing about this time. My software company where I was working at in the quad cities, uh, gets sold to a mom and pop place. And one day they walk out the HR person 
they walk out the uh operations guy they walk out me and uh you know i don't have a job no more oh wow so uh january 15th 2015 okay you know pivotal day of my life but you'd already been building up this other thing kind of in the background huge it was rolling and and the the termination was just because of ownership rollover we made too much money there's me and some other guys got it they had to clean house and wow okay they chopped us all down so uh i got unemployment Mm. you know for six months but uh i was at a crossroads yeah you know i I had a a decisions to make about my life Mm. and at that time i would have chewed my left arm to get away from that corporate thing you know the company i worked at um it was a young company and there was a lot of young people playing playing corporate guy yeah you, you know what i mean yeah and climbing the ladder and just making up roles and you mm. know what i you know what i mean and uh just not good leadership i've, I've worked for great leadership and you know when i worked at the mill i worked with some of the smartest guys in the world and a great leader there and i loved being around people smarter than me mm. and at the software company um there were people making a lot more money than me, but not necessarily smarter than me. Mm-hmm. And uh, at that point I would have chewed my arm off to do something else. So the timing of it was great. And uh, we just decided to, uh, you know, burn the oars and just head on out to sea. So wow. we, we kept, uh, we kept selling that stuff. Uh, then at that point we had so much inventory. Um, I brought my wife in uh, my wife, uh, I've been married to Teresa for uh, 20 years. Wow, congratulations. Thank you. Uh, and Teresa and I have a, a son together, uh 18-year-old son. And Teresa at the time had a little uh, chick shop in Oregon, Illinois, in Con- okay. at Conover Square. Kind of like a, a Galena, a store in Galena. Like if you want to buy a $100 candle, yeah, Teresa's store was the place to, to do that. Yeah. And she was... To this day, she's still one of the best salespeople I've ever met in my life. Wow. Uh, so I say to her, hey, see if you can sell uh, some of this jewelry to a funeral home, you know? Yeah. So we bought some trays, some display cases, and uh, uh, we walked into a local funeral home, and she walked out with, you know, a $1,000 check. I'm like, wow. wow, we should do this again. Yeah. Uh, then we're off to the races. Wow. We're doing trade shows. We're now... Fast forward to today, we exclusively only sell wholesale. We only sell to to funeral homes, and we just ship product all over the U.S. Wow. Now, if someone comes up and knocks on my door and wants to buy something, I, I will sell sure. it to them. Sure, you'll go in the back and find it off the yeah. counter for oh, them or whatever. But Wall Clipper always did that, and I always thought that was cool. I mean, walls, in a, at the time I worked there, 165 countries. Someone, you can go up there and knock on a door and say, hey, I need a, a professional, da, 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 and they'll they'll sell you one. Wow. I always thought that was cool. Yeah, yeah. So I, It makes sure that they don't lose the connection to the customers just because that's the main office. I, yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's a cool thing to do. Um, they'll sell you anything that they sell. Just knock on, literally knock on the door. Wow. And, uh, you know, as you go through life, you just remember these little you pick up these little things, you know, and I always thought that was cool. And, and we do that today. Um, mm. you know, we have an office 
the old Grennan Funeral Home mm. is where we ship out of. There's currently a, a Back to Health Chiropractic in there. Um, Tim McNinch's Airplay Express has a drive through coffee. And then we have a little spot where we ship out of. But if somebody knocks on the door and they need an urn, I'm yeah. going to sell them an urn. Yeah, yeah. So, so you've expanded now. Well, I have two questions, but uh, you've expanded now to be beyond just kind of that niche uh, jewelry thing to kind of more any and all supplies for funeral homes. Um, it, it it hovers around the cremation products, mm. Um, mm. full size urns, keepsake urns, the cremation jewelry. Um, we we sold an awful lot of body bags during the pandemic. Yeah, we sold just a lot of product during the yeah. 2020 and 21. Um, well, and that was a big boom for online shopping anyways. Yeah. But I'm sure also there was some supply suppliers that now you had to go start looking for different things, you know, and people were just dying. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. you know, there was, uh, you know, people talking about if it's real or fake or not. I mean, talked to a funeral director. Yeah. You know, we, we had, we had a crematory in Chicago, um, that has seven retorts. Retort is like no an oven. Oh, okay. And uh, you know they had two semi-refrigerated tankers in their parking lot. Mm. I mean, it was it was so real for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know? And um, and so such a bizarre place to be to be really doing well. And the reason why you're doing well, it was uh, yeah, yeah, it was tough. Yeah. Do you, did you have like, uh, relationships with the funeral homes as like a kind of a even first name basis kind of thing? Like in, how was that? In the Chicago area we do. My, my wife does face to face visits in Chicago and we lost customers. We had yeah. funeral directors die. Mm. Uh, it was heavy times, man. Yeah. Heavy yeah. Times. Did you find yourself, uh, playing counselor from time to time with some of those guys? You know, my, my wife is the best at that. Mm. My, my wife, uh, um, was married before me and had two daughters and her oldest daughter was killed in a car accident at, oh. at 16. Mm. And, um, Teresa, for some reason, people just gravitate towards Teresa that have lost yeah. a child or, or just experienced loss or have lost people. Wow. And she's just really, really good at it. Mm. How beautiful that she's able to, uh, turn that into a, an ability to create space for other people. Not just that. I mean, for me to ask her, you know, uh, hey, will you go in this funeral home and see if you can sell some product? Wow. The last place she wants to be is, yeah. a, is a funeral home. Yeah. You know, she, that, so, yeah, there's a whole, there's a whole other yeah. podcast there. There's I a whole believe other that. Story. I believe that. Well, I want to go back to, you talked about January 15th, 2015 as being this pivotal moment you had been doing the dropshipping thing while still having the nine to five. Do you think you would have made that leap on your own if it hadn't been made for you? Uh, great question. Great, great question. No. <laughs> if I'm being completely wow. honest, I didn't have the stones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, I, I, I didn't. I, I didn't have, and, and most don't. Yeah. You know? Well, cause you said, I mean, it had even gotten to like a level where, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that it wasn't replacing your full-time income, but it wasn't pocket change anymore. 
Right. It, it was it was getting to the point where it was close to it, but I, you're still scared. Yeah. Well, that, that that's you what know? they'll they'll say. There's lots of entrepreneurial entrepreneurial gurus out there now that say, "Hey, well, you know, you gotta the the metaphor I've heard used is you gotta get the boat close enough to the dock, right? And so that boat is that that you're on the dock, you're on there, you're nine to five, it's stable, secure, and that boat, you know, if you can get it close enough to jump, if you can get close enough to where, hey, you might wobble when you first make that leap. But you're right. A lot of people say, no, let's, let's not jump. Hey, at, at some point, you know, if you want to, if you want to get to Hawaii, you're not going to see the shore anymore. You, you know, mm. you, you got to paddle out there. Wow. Yeah. And at some point, you, you know, you gotta, you gotta burn the oars and, and just keep going. And, and, and I, I don't know. I, I, I don't think I, I don't think I would have, mm. but that's the biggest thing I've learned about entrepreneurship it is especially at, my age or or when you have a family and you've got a life yeah, you know yeah. it, it's easy it's easy to have you know brass balls when you're 18 and you're living at home <laughs> right lose, but yeah you know when, and you don't have anyone else depending on you because yeah. i mean at the time you and teresa your your son was in middle school or elementary yeah. school you yeah. know and so it's like wow yeah so it, it the takeaway from that is is it takes guts it it, it be more than money, more than brains, more than uh, knowing how to source product from India and Pakistan, and 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 uh, it just takes guts. Wow. To do it. So, um, what would you say if you were to either turn around and tell yourself right before making that leap, or if you were to kind of say to people who are in that doing the corporate nine to five but thinking about making that leap? What would be something that you would say? Well, I, you know, <laughs> I, I, what I say a lot is, you know, what, what would, what would be a better story? And, and that's what I told myself, you mm. know, back, back then. Um, and my wife, she wasn't on board right away. You know, um, I remember getting walked out that day and taking my box of stuff, you know, and then Monday coming and, uh, you know, did you get down the unemployment office? And of course we did. But uh, hey, have you applied anywhere? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm sitting on the couch in my pajamas, building our website, coding like my life depended on it because it did. Yeah, just fear is a strong, strong motivator. Mm. But uh, I and I did apply for a couple of jobs that I didn't want to apply for. Yeah, I didn't want to do it. You know, um, you have to ask yourself like, what would be a better if you wrote your life story? What would be a better story? Yeah, I got let go from this job, and and then I found another one, and remained remissible till I was sixty five. You know? yeah. Or or I took this leap of faith, and we started selling this cremation stuff, and wow. and then we ended up, you know, what would be a better story? You know, you were we're here for such a short time, man. Yeah, you know. Yep. And yeah, I'm telling you, I'm I'm fifty four, and it. Everybody says it goes so fast, but it 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 truly does. Yeah. You know, how many summers do you really have? Yeah. You know, when you look at it through that lens, man, you know, go for it. I see a lot of people on, on Facebook complaining about their job or hating Mondays and man, find something else. Yeah. Yeah. Got to be, you got to be happy. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not a, a millionaire by any stretch, but I'm happy, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're able to make, take care of the people you need to take care of. It's, and it's fulfilling. Sure. It's no, exciting. that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned Facebook and one of the other things, the way that you and I got connected was you uh, are the admin of a local 
Facebook group here in the Sterling Rock Falls area called What's New in Sterling Rock Falls. Um, tell me the story of how that came about. Because you're, I mean, you're a local. You've been here your whole life. I mean, yes. back and forth with Quad Cities a little bit, but, you know, here. And so then you decide to start a Facebook group about what's going on in this area. Yeah. What what made you think you wanted to start that group? Okay. what Where that came from is a little bit back to the, the funeral business. As that grew and grew and grew, and by this time, Jake... That crazy lunatic that was selling those yeah those earrings that make your stretch your earlobes out, um, he's now my partner. You know okay. we're now business partners, and um, the funeral business had grown and grown so much. We started to diversify a little bit. Got we it. started buying real estate. Um, we started buying real real estate in uh, Houston, Texas, where my partner lives, and here in Sterling Rock Falls. So um, we started flipping houses in Sterling Rock Falls, Dixon. Wow. Um, As if you didn't have enough going on already. Uh, it, the, the funeral business was, it's, it was, you know, I won't say autopilot, but sure. it's cruising along. You, yeah. The orders, I've set up everything. I use technology yeah. more than anybody else in the funeral industry. Wow, yeah. So it, it's just, it, it can be a small shop. Two people can just fill orders and, and get them, you know, get the orders out. So I had some more time. So sure. we started flipping houses in the community. And so now I'm out in the community. Now I'm dealing with cities, governments in Rock Falls, Sterling Dixon. Yeah. Um, after we flip the houses, we, we buy apartments and we hang on to the apartments. Mm. So I'm, I'm invested literally in the community. Yeah. So we have about 21 renters currently wow. um, here in Sterling. Excuse me. And, um, I'm, I'm in the community, you know, yeah. I'm, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it matters to me that the mall does well, yeah. um, because I need renters. It matters to me that wall clipper does well because I rent to wall clipper executives, um, short term yeah. places. Mm -hmm. It matters to me if CGH does well, cause I rent to traveling nurses. Right. So we are all, I'm intertwined in the community and the Facebook page came about because honestly, I seen Dixon had one <laughs> and okay. I thought this is a great idea. Uh, somebody should do that. And, um, like the, being the person I am, the, I often say the the best trait about somebody is, you know, sometimes often their worst trait mm, mm -hmm. and I'm really impatient. And, the good thing is I'm really impatient. Sure. So I, I seen that book and I thought Facebook page. And I said, somebody should do that. I'll just do it. Yeah. I, I, I do that a lot. Yeah. Well, I, I'll just do it. Um, so I just did it. Um, just started the page and, and again, knowing technology, using Facebook ads, using knowing how to drive traffic to my funeral business. Yep. Uh, you know, I just turned it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because it, I mean, it's, it's been, you, you started, I think it was in 2020, kind of like during the pandemic, maybe? Oh, no, I started it. I started it in August 2022. Just last August? Yeah. No. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Like seven months ago? Yeah, for wow. sure. For sure. Got it. Okay, so. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and so in that time, there's now like three or 4,000 people. 
4,100. See, there you go. <laughs> who, who are part of this. And, and I want to say, I think it's because one of the things that sets your group apart from a couple of the other local groups is, uh, I mean, there's a couple of the other groups that feel like an old school uh, community bulletin board, right? Mm, yeah. Where people will come up and put their thing. Yeah. And it's a central place where individual businesses can let people know. And you have that as well. You share mm. things into your group from local businesses of, oh, hey, this is happening here. Um, but you also bring a different level. I, I would call it almost like a journalistic level of saying, hey, I'm, I'm doing my own research. I'm finding out things. I'm putting stuff out on there. Yeah. When did you realize that you liked to be a journalist? You know, um, that's a pretty good question. Um, everybody loves to talk about, you're a new guy here, mm-hmm. but it's such a small town. Like, like, like if a, um, a, a, a new Dunkin' Donuts came to wherever, you know, yep. Orange County, came, nobody gives a crap. It's, yeah. it's another Dunkin' But here... Everybody's favorite topic is, hey, did you hear the da da da's coming to town? Yeah. It's always been that way. Yeah. You know, my whole life, because it's such a small town. Yeah. It's exciting news when the new Applebee's is coming to town. Sure. Yeah. Uh, It's exciting. And for some reason, and this is, I got a problem with this, is there are people who know or or, or hear about these things, but I, I don't know if they believe that that, that, Information is uh, only privilege to the elites and the the people who know. Uh, but I hate that. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you wanna you wanna uh, uh, what's the word? Uh, bring it to the masses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I, I understand. You know, you, you never want to queer a deal or anything. Uh, speaking out of turn about something um, that that would cause somebody not to come. But right, what would ever? How would you know, there's a new seven brew coming mm-hmm. out by Starbucks. Uh, I just can't imagine the people at seven brew going, Oh, the good people of Australian rock falls know about this. Let's pull out of there. Right. It just doesn't make sense to me. If anything, uh, a groundswell of hype that up hype would be a good thing. hundred percent, right? man. Yeah. I, I, so I hate that. Sure. I, I, I hate that. So, um, if I know, I, I'll say like, for example, there's some, businesses coming out to the Kmart mm-hmm. building. Um, some three major retailers, they've put bids out for demolition. Mm. They, that company who, the investor who bought that, he's really a tight lipped guy mm. and he has not technically signed the lease for these mm. retailers yet. And I, I don't have a, like, I'll tell you what it is, yeah. off, you know, yeah, off the podcast because I don't care. But um, I don't post it only for the fact is I don't want to be wrong. I don't want the group, the Facebook group to go, yeah, the, the information there isn't solid. Yeah, you don't want it to be a bunch of uh, unfulfilled prophecies. Yes. You're not, you're on the business of pretending to tell the future. Yes. You, you want to be a place where uh, the people who are here can actually talk about what's happening here, but get excited about what's happening yeah. here. Yeah. So what, what makes it so that this is a thing where um, you want, I mean, I know you, you said you're invested in the community when the community flourishes, obviously even you personally and the business flourishes, we all, we all do, but, but what makes us that you have the, the, the philosophy or the mentality of saying, 
let's make this something we can be excited about. Where's where does the the joy come from? Um, where's the joy come from me from to talk to, about to it in it. an exciting way? Oh. You, you know what I mean? Like because some people oh. say this is what's happening. Yeah, because right? it's kind yeah. of just like more just like. Yeah. You know, monotone reporting type stuff. Yeah. You know, but you come about of like, like wanting to hype it up, right? <laughs> yeah. Like the, the enjoyment of the hype. Yeah. I, I cause I care. I, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I truly care, you know, when, when the, those dudes from Nashville, from, I believe from Nashville came and bought the mall, the dying mall. Yeah. The mall that had been sitting there dying forever. And everybody said, oh, that's just the way it is, which is, Another one of my pet peeves. Mm. That's just the way it's always been done. Mm. I hate that. Mm. That says to me, I'm just incredibly lazy. You know, wow. I, I hate that's just the way it's always been done. Oh, the mall, you know, they're all closing. You know, ours is no different. Yeah. These two ballers come out from Nashville, buy this thing, kind of do a little bit of a rope-a-dope with, hey, uh, free rent for six months. Wow. And yep. I, I said to my wife, that's great, but I don't think anybody's going to come out there still. Yeah. I don't. And I was completely wrong. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Stores, these stores popped out. In, mm -hmm. There was a lot of people out there that have ideas that want to be entrepreneurs. I was, I was completely wrong about that and completely happy and surprised about that. Mm. Those guys come along, fill up the mall, lock in a thing with Hobby Lobby. I'm sure they talked to Hobby Lobby even before they bought it. Sure. And Hobby Lobby said, hey, get that thing filled. We'll talk. Yeah. Hey, it's filled. Yeah. I, I actually, I've never understood. I, I thought it was such a, a brilliant move. Um, like if I was in some type of city government, I would call those people and go, hey, how did you do that? Yeah. How did you take that horrible thing and turn it into this great thing, get the whole community fired up? I, I reached out to those guys. Okay. And and told them, hey, I'm just a citizen. Yeah, yeah. But I like your moves, man. I yeah, like yeah, yeah. And and they were blown away that somebody <laughs> from the community noticed. Yeah. Yeah. And uh I've uh I've talked with those guys several times. I have the uh the investor cell number. Yeah. And we've talked about some future projects. Sure. Yeah. Uh, uh, that they don't see. Mm -hmm. They they love that. So uh um yeah, I I just I just I just care, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. What um when you when you think of kind of this whole Sock Valley area, what do you see as something that's missing from the area or 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 a place of need? Well, you know, I knew this question was coming. You gave yeah. me kind of a, a heads up on this one. And I've been thinking about it and my my first initial knee jerk reaction was um you know, I've lived here 54 years. And I just haven't seen a lot of development along that interstate 88 corridor. Okay. Yeah. I've seen it in Dixon. I've seen it in Rochelle and massively in Rochelle. And, um, the guy behind that is from Sterling, Illinois. Really? Yeah. So again, if I'm a, and I'm sure the city leaders will say we're doing this, but if I'm a city leader and, and I, and I see Dixon developing that I-88 corridor and Rochelle, man, I, like I'd call them. How, how do you do that? Yeah. You know, like I did with Jake when the earrings. Yeah. Yeah. How do you do that? Yeah. I, I have no shame about asking somebody uh, smarter than me or, or somebody, 
doing it right, killing mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Teach me. How do you do that? So my, my knee jerk reaction on that would be, does it, you know, build that I-88 corridor up or it just seems like a, yeah. an untapped source, but uh, more granularly, um, I would say what the, what the city, the area needs is uh, more resources for mental health, mm. more resources for uh, drug abuse or yeah. uh, drug rehabilitation. Mm. Um, I, mm. I think it's, uh, I think it's uh, the plague of, of the community. Yeah. 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 I, I was speaking to a, a person who is connected to the hospital of just saying how the mental health professionals who are able to provide some support to the community are just burning the candle at three ends right now. A thousand percent. Yeah. And that's, that's a big, you know, there's, there's Sinisippi mental health, I, I think here in town and are, mm. you know, in between Sterling and Dixon um, and they provide services um, for mental health and drug rehabilitation. But it's just um, like you said, just m- m- we need more. We need more support. There. And, and that, and I'm sure that's everywhere USA. Sure. But um, our little small town in Whiteside County with, I think an average median salary of 30 grand. Uh, it's a problem. Yeah. So I, I think the community needs that tremendously. Yeah. Yeah. What gives you hope? What gets you excited about this area? Um, going back to the mall. I, I, I was so wrong about that. Those mm. guys opening up all those stores. I, I was really happy to see that. And, you know, I've taken a, a few shots at city government here, but I'll say that that incubator that they're building. Yeah. Over there in Grandin Plaza. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's, I think it'd be wonderful. Yeah. Um, Main street has, uh, has gotten that idea from Batavia and that's great. So they should be doing finding people, success stories and copy them. Yeah. Uh, and it worked in Batavia, you know, I think I don't quote me on the exact numbers, but the first two years, six or seven places went on to get brick and mortar places. So as an investor, I'm thinking, man, if, if this is just half as successful as Batavia, I need to buy some real estate. I, yeah. I, I need a place that's kind of in between the 300 bucks a month that the incubator is, but the mall's too expensive. Yeah. You know what I mean? If there was a place to fall in between and, um, you know, I don't think there's any shortage of, of buildings around. So, uh, I, I'm really excited about, I'm excited about the incubator. I'm excited that there's, a, and from the Facebook group, there's a lot of entrepreneurial spirit out there. There in is this little town. There that, is that I, I never thought was there. Yeah. No, I mean, I've, I've, I've felt that being a new person moving to this area really? that there is a, it seems almost a higher percentage per capita in this area of people who not only have the entrepreneurial spirit, but are actually doing something about it. They're taking a swing at it, right? You I, know, I love it. Like, cause I mean, there's all kinds of other, you know, little towns in the Midwest that the only stores are chain stores. Yeah. And here, like there's almost not enough room for a chain store to move in because we already have five versions in a mom and pop flavor. Yeah. For example, like you're a new guy, like Angelo's, for example. Yep. Do you think Angelo's gives a crap if a, if a new uh, Domino's comes to town? They could yeah. care less because they yeah. are so established. 
Yeah. And so confident. <laughs> and that's and that's the question that pops up in your Facebook group every other week. When is Angelo's 2 going to reopen? Right? I, I tell you, man. <laughs> that's another podcast. Oh, man. That gets me so angry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, it, it, yeah. Sterling is, and Rock Falls is weird like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Arthur's, mm-hmm. Candlelight, some of these uh, staples for decades. They don't care if somebody else is coming yeah. You know, to yeah. town, they feel secure because they're they're really good at it. Yes, you know, so, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, as we're wrapping up here, Rich, uh, if if folks wanted to get a hold of you or connect with you or uh, pick your brain about the many things that you have wisdom <laughs> on, what would be the best way to get a hold of you, or where would you direct people? Well, I don't, know if, I don't know if there's a lot a lot of wisdom there, but um, for example, I mentioned the funeral business. Um, you know, for urns and stuff like that, just reach out to me uh, on my Facebook page. It's Rich Cook K O C H. Uh, I'm not really selling anything, but I, I also, you know, this platform, I'd like to throw out real estate opportunities. Yeah. yeah. Um, certainly reach out to me, excuse me, through uh, my Facebook, mm-hmm. Rich K O C H. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Rich, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for telling us your story and being on the show. We uh, loved having you here, and, and I'm sure uh, there's more things that you and I could talk about as well, but even more things that others would be interested to find out. So they can connect with you on the What's New in Sterling Rock Falls Facebook group, connect with you at Rich Cook on Facebook. Um, but yeah, until next time, I'm your host, Drew Williams. And we'll gather again on the Sock Valley Spotlight, but let's keep finding the beauty of this place that we call home.